Yo, what's up? Welcome to Minorities. Here we go. Thank you for joining us on the Minorities Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm here with my two best friends from high school. There is... Logan, it's your boy. That me. And me, Dario, here to stir the pot and sip the tea. <laughs> oh. Am I frozen again? That was almost my game. The idea. Oh, I thought you, oh. I thought you broke my game. Oh, Am I Okay. Am I frozen? Sorry, Chris. I think he's frozen again. Yeah, you are. Definitely. Am I frozen? Not now, though. Not right now. You were, though. Oh, okay. Nope, you're frozen again. Oh. You're like... Am I letting it go frozen? Alright, welcome back, ladies, gays, theys, and everyone who isn't them. Uh, thank you for clicking on this episode of the podcast. Hell yeah. Uh, today we're going to be talking about um, just some of our past jobs and the horror stories that have come with them. Lots of fun. But before we jump into that, we're going to do a mental check. What's up, guys? Fill us in. That was an air horn, by the way. Do you want to go first? Oh, wait, you uh, last time. But if you want you to can go again, first. It doesn't well, matter. You're good. I don't have anything right now, so. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'll go ahead and do like a, a one-day kind of a mental health check, just like what's been going on like today. Uh, by the way, currently it is 10.45 at night, so our day is almost over. So, um, today I worked, and the beginning part of my day was, you know, it was pretty alright. It wasn't, like, hectic. I had, honestly, I had a blast. Um, I made a craft with my clients today. I made, like, a little coaster, a drink coaster, and I was able to paint it. And everybody, yeah, everybody really liked it, and it was, it was fun. Um, then after that, it, it, you know, it was all smooth. I actually ended up getting all of my paperwork done, so I felt super accomplished. Um, and, uh, at the very end of my day, I didn't get off work until 45 minutes after I was supposed to, and I was stuck sitting on the sidewalk. Um, I can't go into much detail, um, because my job has a lot of privacy laws, but, um... I was sitting on the sidewalk for an extra 45 minutes and uh, I like I had a place to be like I had to go to uh, um like my the car repair shop to sign paperwork um so that they could fix my car so they had like and they couldn't do like an over the phone and they couldn't send me an email like I had to be in person and sign it with a pen. Yeah. Um obviously since I was stuck at work for longer than I thought um I wasn't able to make it over because they closed. <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah, so that was kind of oh. shitty, and that kind of that kind of put me in a shitty mood. But um, that's okay, cause tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow before work, like at six forty-five in the morning, I'm able to zoom over to the place and sign it before the shop actually opens. So it's like it's pretty much as if I signed it yesterday or today, anyways. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah, so it's not the biggest deal. Um, 
But I mean, yeah, I'd say all in all, if I if I take out literally the last hour of my job, um, it was it was it was nice, you know. Final consensus, party good. Party oh my good. gosh, I know. The last I <laughs> well, that's the none of ours were really pretty good in the last one, so that's true. That's true. Very true. Oh, kind of spiral some crises. <laughs> um, hell yeah. Well, we love a party good. What's that called? Jurisdiction? No. Consensus? Yeah, consensus. I like that. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that's the word I was going for, but I'm done thinking about it. So. <laughs> Do you want to go next? I'd say uh, I'll do a small scale too. I'll do the day. I'd say Overall, today's pretty good. I mean, actually, I'm going to do, like, the last few days because these, like, yesterday and today have both been pretty decent days. Yesterday started kind of rocky. Or I guess it it kind of almost ended rocky, but then I ended up talking with my cousin, so it was really good. That's good. Um, and today was good. I had a good day at work. I got a lot of stuff done. I'm kicking the but at work right now and it feels so good hell yeah that's awesome oh yeah i just a little side note for my job i was there was a whole bunch of stuff going on like a month or so ago and uh i really like about my job is that they really like when you're doing a good job they affirm that and they like tell you you're doing a really good job so there was there was a time where um I I think I asked for a day off work because uh, Chris was in town for his sister's graduation at the time. And I was like, you know, if I can't get it, like, it's totally fine. It doesn't matter. And the response I got was, you know, normally we don't let uh, people, maybe I shouldn't put this in, but I'm going to tell you guys anyways. Uh, She was like, normally we don't let people do this, but because you're so far ahead, like, it's fine. You can do whatever you want. Like, go enjoy your day with your friends. And I was like, what? That not only validated that I was, like, it was good that I asked them the way that I did, for starters, but it it also validated the fact that they know, they notice how good of a job I'm doing, because I was ahead of my order, so I was like, good. And it makes you, like, want to work harder, too, because it's like, because it really makes you you feel like you notice, you know? That's what I really like about this company is they're really good about that. Like, if they see you doing a really good job and working really hard, you'll, like, you'll probably get a raise because of it because they they care about hard work and they care about their employees. And that's why I love this company so much. Absolutely. But yeah. Something. So, consensus? Pretty good. Pretty good. (laughs) All right, Logan, how about you? Mental health check. What's up? Um, my little mental health check. Um, so I'll do today. Um, it was actually pretty good. I woke up a little late. Um, I woke up kind of in it because I wanted to get up. But, um, I think set alarms for like nine thirty or nine or nine thirty, and I ended up waking up at like eleven. So, um, and I was supposed to wake up early to help my parents with stuff that were working on for the house because. Um, trying to buy it and they're just trying to fix it up just in case i can't and they do end up having to sell it that way it's nice if i do buy it i just buy a nice house yeah um, so i got up um they were pretty much done because they've been up since like eight o'clock doing stuff um so i went out and i sanded um 
all like all of our the baseboards and stuff around the windows or like the trim um and um kind of just got that prepped for painting that made me feel a little accomplished nice um, and then my parents and i went out to a mexican restaurant for dinner um nice. shout out I, they're only here in town so should i shut them out no you should not okay Shout out to this delicious place I ate at. <laughs> and then after that, I went home. Um, I procrastinated on responsibilities a little bit. Um, what a shock. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, as per usual. And then I came over and we started doing the podcast stuff. We were in a couple of errands, got some food. Um, so overall, today has been honestly a really good day. I got stuff done, hung out with my friends, uh, got to catch up. Uh, it's just been really nice. So, my uh, final answer is pretty good. Pretty good, always. Pretty good. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> so, just like Logan was saying, we're going to be talking about, um, like, just some jobs we've had in the past and some horror stories from them. So, who wants to start us off? I can. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like we all have a pretty decent chunk of them. Go for it, Dario. All right. Um, okay, so uh, I'll start out. Um, I've had, I mean, I haven't had like a whole lot of jobs um, since I've started working. My, my mom really didn't want me to start working until, you know, like I was ready to handle the responsibility, I guess is a, the best way to put it. I had a job when I was younger, which I'll be talking about later on, which was like my first real experience with a job. But um, my next main job was at a hotel that I worked at for a while. And I worked there for right around three years. Um, so I worked for Days In for almost three years. Um, I didn't have any, like super crazy stories. I dealt with... You know, the crackheads, the druggies, whatever, that that is what it is. You just deal with that kind of, no matter what hotel you work at, if it's not one of the, like, super high-class ones. So, um, I mean, there was, I guess the craziest story that I can think of didn't even, it wasn't even necessarily anything, like, crazy outrageous that happened. It was just kind of one of those situations where you kind of sit back and you're like, what the fuck was this lady thinking? Like, yeah. Um. So at the time, I just want to do a quick shout out to our old boss, Carla. I know Carla that you listen to this. We love you so yes. much. We miss you yes. like crazy, and you are literally the, the best boss I've ever had. You are amazing. Um, so true. We all love Carla. to this day. Yeah. yeah, as you guys will realize as we talk about our stories more, all three of us worked at the same hotel for a pretty good chunk of time. Yeah. Basically, the yeah. entire time I worked there, I was working with these two. Yeah. So, thanks um, to Carla yeah. for being just the biggest blessing in our lives oh, yeah. because you are these you're just most caring, kind human. Everything. Yeah, you're the best. So, uh, it was when she was the manager there, <laughs> and I I am a black female, okay? I just want to put that out there if you guys didn't already know from my picture. <laughs> uh, so, I was working the front desk at the time, and 
there was this lady that came in. She was a Caucasian lady. And she walks up to the front desk and she goes, there are some sketchy guys hanging out outside of my hotel room and I don't know what they're doing. And it's just really, it's really freaking me out. And I was like, okay, like, I'll have somebody go check on it for you. Like, don't worry about it. And uh, at the time, Carla and her her spouse at the time were very maternal to all three of us. They protected us like we were their own, which was amazing. And at this time, I didn't really have to deal with anything because if there was any ever any problems, I could go get Carla or her spouse and be like, I need your help. I don't know how to deal with this. And so her spouse too get deserves a shout out. Yes, he is Vince. Vince, Vince yes, he yeah. is fantastic. He is the mm-hmm. he is also a blessing. We'll give you the shirt off the shit of his back if it was the last thing that he owned. Mm-hmm. He is like, literally so nice. the father figure I never had. <laughs> literally, big facts. <laughs> he had four moms. He so, so much. He really did. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> like he just. God, what an communication to you guys of how amazing this job yes. was. I had nothing but good things to say. About as far that. as who we worked with and for. Other yes. Than that. Yes. Not. Yes. Not as to not what happened to us. It's no. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to us. When, when Days was under their management, it was amazing. It was like a dream come true. Oh. But as I was saying, anytime I had a problem, I could go to them and they would help me. They would go out there for me because I'm, I was, what, 18, 19 at the time. And we, you know, not to say we didn't have protection. Like we had pepper spray and like a taser that sometimes worked. But yeah. like, they weren't going to send me out there in the dark at <laughs> 19 years old to go deal with two sketchy guys hanging yeah. outside of a hotel room. Mm-hmm. So uh, Vince and Carla walk out there. And they come back, and nothing's wrong. What a shocker. Everything's fine. It was two (laughs) Jamaican men cooking dinner on the back of their truck. Jesus. Two black men cooking dinner on the back of their truck is what this lady was claiming to be sketchy behavior. And she decided to come up to the front desk. Mind you checked this lady in i'm almost 100 percent sure because i worked the 3 to 11 shift which is yeah. where you check in basically everybody yeah. so i checked this lady in and she came back to tell me that two black guys that were making their dinner were sketching her out to the black female attendant like i'm sure and i don't know if in her mind this seemed off at all but like realistically come on yeah well like (laughs) and like i don't know i don't know if this is like terrible to to say and if it is i'm so sorry but like i feel like to white people you are very white passing and they they, they see you as a fellow white person because like person yeah i the only reason i would say that i agree to that is because (laughs) i you just grew up and you didn't I grew up, up in a town with mostly white people. I didn't, I didn't have any other like anything outside of that. So I, I myself am very whitewashed personality wise. I mean, you had a white mom and you grew up in a yeah, exactly. I didn't 
You um, didn't. You yeah. didn't have a black like you. You didn't have an African American influence growing up. Yeah, yeah I didn't exactly. have that yeah. growing up in my life. Yeah. I mean, I had like what the media gave me, but yeah, but yeah, the media is kind of fucked up. Exactly. So, but yeah. So that that was one story that I just kind of like. I kind of sit back and laugh to myself because I'm like. I'm sure that lady didn't actually have any like ill intentions or anything, but like, oh, why? Uh, like, it's not those guys were not clearly not doing anything sketchy by any means. So the fact right. that she even came up and complained about that in the first place was ridiculous. And I think just the fact that maybe it was just me reading the situation in a weird way, but like it was the first time that something along those lines had happened. People, there was here's another example. There was this old guy, this this has nothing to do with race, by the way. That was kind of a weird segue. This has nothing to do with the fact that I'm black. This is just a crazy guy that got in my face. Um, Kind of jumping off of that train, that lady was just all kinds of wound up for no reason. And this guy was also all kinds of wound up for no reason. It was a morning shift, I do believe. And breakfast was going on. Everything was super hustle bustle, really busy. Yeah. And yeah, people checking out, people coming in for breakfast. It was just a lot of chaos. And this guy comes to check into a room early, which is fine. It happens from time to time, as long as there's a clean one. Mm -hmm. And he goes up to the room and like looks at it. And people did this all the time. The pictures online don't always represent what the hotel is going to be. I'm Especially sorry, it's a fact. Not everything gets updated as often as you think it would. And not that's not all the time on the hotel's fault. No. Like, there are services that they go through, and if you go through a certain service and they haven't updated it, that has nothing to do with us. Like, if it tells you that we have a pool and we say it's shut down, but they don't, that's just what happens. But this guy came in, he came back down after looking at the room, and he was like, I don't like this room, this isn't what we asked for, blah blah blah, like, I want my money back, da 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 da, and I was like, you can't have your money back, we have a 24-hour policy, whatever, blah blah blah. And this dude proceeds to put his hands on the counter and get in my face, like, I shit you not, three inches nose to nose, this motherfucker tried to get over the counter. You know how the counters were set up. It was a lower one. Yeah. And then there was a higher one between us. And then the computer was lower. Yeah. So this dude tried to get up over the counter, look at the computer, then looked me in my face and started yelling at me. He was like, I want my money. So I looked at him and I said, let me go get my manager. So I went and got Carla and then she dealt with it. Because if I had to deal with that person for another second... I probably would have clocked him in the face. Yeah. You think, first of all, anyone who thinks it's okay to get in any any staff's face for any reason, you're in the wrong. I don't care what happens. Absolutely. You're in the wrong. Mm-hmm. You have Preach. no right. This person is doing their job. They are working. They get paid to be here. You have no right to treat them this yeah, way. No. Whether no. you got the service that you wanted or not, I do anything to you so you do not reserve the right to treat me like i am a dog absolutely or like i did something personally to you if you want your fucking money back you can go through the company you can go through my manager but i just work here yeah 
don't set the rules. Exactly. I don't set the prices. Uh-huh. You don't get to get in my face and think that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Or you could just come up and say, hey, this wasn't exactly what we thought. I think we might go yeah. somewhere else. I just want a refund. How easy is that? It's as easy as just fucking saying Since, like, I am shaking right now because I encounter who. Even, I'm pretty sure even my, even at the time that Carla probably saw it in my face when she came around that counter, I was, I was finna blow up. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy was way, way out of bounds. Even she told him that. Yeah. Oh, really? that was a crazy experience. Like, people just, literally just the audacity. Like, that's, that's it. The audacity. Honestly. It's ridiculous. And we're tell, it happens so much more often than you would think. Oh and especially, yep. we don't even, we didn't work at a five-star hotel, bro. No. We worked six days in. Yeah. It had 80 rooms, okay? Yeah. Like, this any, like, $145 a night hotel. Exactly. You come like, here because it's a cheap hotel. You're not going to get treated like you would at the Marriott or at the Hyatt. Like, no. Right. That's not what happened. Like, we don't have bellhops. We didn't even have a fucking yeah. elevator. Like, exactly. You, picked, yeah. you picked the cheaper hotel. You deal with it. Sorry. You don't get to yell record. We always have good service, no matter the yeah, circumstances, exactly. obviously, True. because you have to maintain your composure. Yeah, but thankfully, amazing. we had a boss that stood behind us yeah. and was like, you, sir, are in the wrong. I don't want your money if this is how I, you need to treat my staff. Yep. Okay. Side note, I always loved Carla because, first of all, she explained to me so many times that in the restaurant business, it may be the customer is always right, you know? But in mm-hmm. she's like at my hotel that I currently manage, the customer is not always right. If they are being a dick, then they will leave. They don't yeah, get exactly. to treat my staff like that. And I for no always reason. Appreciate if that. someone's being rude, yeah. fine. If there's a staff member that is treating a guest like yeah. shit, that is total grounds for the person to snap back. Uh-huh. But if I yeah. didn't give you the rate that you saw online two weeks ago, and you want to fucking jump down my throat about it, yeah. kick rocks, bro. Exactly. Especially when. Up until this point, I've been nothing but nice and tried to help you. Like, what? Yep. what's the deal? And I think Honestly? That, that experience with that guy was probably the worst I've had at Days In, to be completely honest. That's the closest yeah. I've ever gotten to literally... And I'm a very yeah. level-headed person. Oh, yeah. It takes a lot to make me mad. It really, really does. So once you reach that point, I start shaking. I can't see clearly. I'm not responsible for what happens. Like, that is the point that it was getting to. It was honestly so many times. Okay, so yeah, I mean, just like Daryl kind of said, our all three of us, our main, I believe, was like the 3 to 11, at least for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for when me. I was working the 3 to 11, um, you know, Carla would obviously, I would, she didn't get a lot of sleep being the general manager because she also lived at the hotel, you know? It was kind of unhealthy. Her was right so, behind the office. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anytime, like, anytime that she told me she was going to bed, I would be like, okay. And then if there was ever an issue and somebody asked to see the manager, I would be like, hi, I'm the general manager, you know? Yeah. And I would, well, like, then she trusted us enough yeah. to do that. Yeah, that's what was awesome. Point, yeah. And she told us to do that at, yeah. at a certain point. She yeah. was like, you guys know what you're doing. If you, if somebody's being a dick or if somebody's causing a problem, you're the manager. Yeah, that's take it. the authority and kick them out if you mm-hmm. need to. And that's because she, she trained like, us. We were her baby birds. We yes. were like her little minions. We she, were her kids. Yes. That like 
we were her older kids. Like, we were her kids that she got to have later in life. She didn't didn't have have to give birth to us. Yeah, exactly. Oh. They were just amazing. Also, Carla, when you hear this, if you can, you should write in an email and we'll, like, read it out loud or something. Because I would really love to hear from you. I will also, if you send us, like, your address or something, I... I'm assuming I either lost it or didn't get it. I don't know. But message us, get a hold of us somehow, because we would love, 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 love to get in contact with you. Maybe yeah. even have you on the podcast. Exactly. That'd be fun. I know, and, and I know I have your number, and we're like, I'll have you on Facebook, but it would be a lot easier if we could. Oh, I forgot. It. I, don't, I, don't I always remember. forget that you can contact people. On yeah. Anyways, well, I still have her phone number. A little off topic. Anyways, yeah. Anyways yeah. getting back <laughs> on track. Chris, you were saying about your 3 u 11s? Mm-hmm. That's about it. Just that if anybody had oh, okay. an issue and tried to cop an attitude, I would literally oh, yeah. be like, okay, you're speaking to the general manager. Like, yeah. you know, what do you want? What? Uh-huh. Is that, <laughs> does that change you? anything? Does that change anything? Or can I just get <laughs> you out now? Exactly. Dude, sometimes, ooh, that job, I will tell you, though, that job taught me how to talk to people because I was super shy mm-hmm. before that. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and now I feel like That's in my job. That's actually very I can... true. I never really realized that. You you mm-hmm. blossomed a lot after you worked at that job. Yeah, I did. Oh, absolutely. I yeah. yeah, no, and it taught me how to talk to people. It taught me how to be a people person, and it also taught me how to kind of not avoid confrontation as much. Like if there's something wrong, call it the fuck out. You know, mm-hmm. don't just like I said earlier. Don't always think that the other person's right because there's right. plenty yeah. of situations where it that's not the case. Exactly. Right. Uh huh. Um, but, nah, sorry for taking over. No, you're good. That was the end end of my story, for sure. No, that was good shit. Okay, cool. Hell yeah. Logan, do you want to share a story, or do you want me to? Um, I guess I'll go ahead. Um, so, this job that I'm going to talk about, um, so, this job that I had when I moved to Denver, um, for a little while, um, it was, it's the only one, so I can't say the name. It was a small, um, a small place. Um, one half of it was an animal hospital, um, which people would just like take their pets to um, to take them to the vet, get checked up, whatnot. They get their medications there. Um, but then uh, in the back, there was um, it was like a pet hotel. So like people would come bring their animals to stay. Um, if they're going on vacation, sometimes dogs would just get dropped off during the day while their owners went to work. Um, and um, so my job was back there, and we pretty much just what? Eleven eleven. Oh shit! Oh, true. Um, you wish everybody it's eleven eleven. Oh, Hell yeah! Oh. Oh, it's eleven twelve. That's okay. Okay. It's hard enough. Oh, so anyways, um, and I worked in the back. So I worked in the pet hotel part of it. And um, I think when we were at max capacity, we could house 180 dogs. Wow. Um, Yeah. And so, and when you think about that, you're like, oh my God, that would be so much fun. Like 180 dogs around at all time. Oh my God. Um. You'd be wrong. You'd be wrong, actually. So, um, basically, um, I I really did enjoy the job in that 
there were times. So the way basically the things were set up was you could sign your dog up for playtimes. And if your dog wasn't good with other dogs, um, or if they were just older, they couldn't keep up, um, they'd get assigned to like a certain group. Some of them would get individual playtimes. Um, some of them would get put in the active groups. Um, some of them, and those would be like huskies, retrievers, shepherds, big dogs. High, yeah, exactly. And then there would be a small dog group, which obviously you can't have a bunch of like huskies and great danes like running as much chihuahuas because somebody's gonna die. All you hear is <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so um, the small dog group would be like chihuahuas, your dachshunds. Um, your Yorkies, like all your smaller dogs, and sometimes the old dogs. Um, and then there was another group. I can't remember what they were called. Um, I remember their color was yellow, like on their cages. Um, but, and that group was just kind of like the in-between. So like it would be the small dogs that had high energy and like the bigger dogs that had medium energy that didn't play too rough. They go in that group. Um, and every day... Um, you'd be on a crew with, well, part of the horror story of this is the fact that we were understaffed. So you're supposed to have a crew, uh, for every 20 dogs, there's, or no, every 15 dogs, there's supposed to be somebody with a group. Um, but sometimes that just wasn't the case. We were understaffed. So if you had an active play group that had 30 dogs, but there was only three people working that day. Um, you'd have to take a group of 30, 30 dogs out to the yard um, and try and control them. Um, and now a lot of times, there's no really prerequisites other than your dogs have to have their vaccinations to stay there. So sometimes people just get dogs, they get golden retriever puppies and husky puppies and golden doodle puppies and all these high energy dogs. And... They work all the time, and from the moment their dogs are puppies, they just drop them off at the pet hotel every day while they go to work. So their dogs are raised in this higher energy environment, and then within the groups, it causes stress, it causes dogs to freak out, because these dogs are high energy. Like, that's how they've grown up. They're not trained. They don't know not to jump. They don't know not to nip. They don't know not to yelp. And it makes the, handling the groups so much harder. So much harder. And um, I guess like a very specific um, horror story that I have from that job is, and this was even with two people and controlling a play group. So we had um, an active play group of about, I think it was about 45 or 50 dogs. Um, and there was two of us out there. And um, the one person that I was with had been there for like a year, a year and a half, and I was still like fairly new. I only worked there for like four months. At this point, I was like two months in. I remember it being cold outside. There was snow. Um, we had this one dog, and his name was Gotti. Um, I wish I could remember what breed he was, but he looked like he was the size of a Great Dane, oh. but he was built like a pit bull. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah. Yep. God. So this dog was fucking huge. Oh, like this is was it a mastiff? No, oh, no. Oh, it was it's those dog breeds that used to be bred for fighting. Um, and it has some weird name. It comes from Latin America or South America. Um, and it has a really odd name that I can't pronounce. That's like its official name. Um, it's not a cane corso because like this dog was like tall. 
Um, and so anyways, um, he usually did good in groups that were smaller of like 20, 25 dogs because there wasn't a chance, as big of a chance for the group to just go insane. Um, and so this one day, it was like right around Christmas vacation uh, when everybody's going out of town, they're dropping their dogs off, they're leaving them there for a week, two weeks at a time. Um, and we're out with this playgroup one day. Well, there's a couple of dogs, two or three, that um, just have an issue with everybody that day. Anytime a dog gets close to them, they turn around and snap at them and or they'll like just go up to another dog and start barking at them. And all of this kind of got Gotti really, really intensely, like, freaked out. He got super anxious. And when he got anxious, he got really defensive, and he started attacking dogs. Well, he latched onto another dog. This dog is huge. Like I said, the size of a Great Dane, he's built like a pit bull. Um, he starts attacking the other dogs. He bit, like, three or four. Three or four. Oh. Great Dane bull. Damn. Bigger than that. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was a small cup massive dog breeds. <laughs> um, and he just started attacking other dogs. And there was just two of us. There was four people total working that day: a manager and somebody else running individual playtimes with dogs. Um, and so we start freaking out. We start blowing our whistles because we can't. Like you can't hurt the dogs obviously because you're watching them you're taking care of them the only way you can try and get them to break apart is to make noise to do anything to distract them from each other well there's so many dogs and they're so tightly packed that that's not fucking helping at all it's just adding to the chaos so now that Gotti's attacking other dogs other dogs are getting really riled up and they're starting to attack other dogs and they're starting to fight and it just explodes into this huge mess. And by the end, there's like four dogs that are injured. There's some that have gotten their like toenails ripped off. And like all of this, just because we were understaffed and they wouldn't, they wouldn't regulate how many dogs went out in the groups at a time. They, wouldn't re they basically just forced as many dogs into the facility as they could to make as much money as they can. And it was just, it was honestly just terrible. And it would have been a, a really great job if it was, if it was not insanity all the time. But that's what it was. And even on, like, off seasons when it wasn't holidays, it was, like, it was just a high energy environment all the time. And I personally couldn't handle it. So maybe that's just why I had the bad experience. Because um, other people that worked there seemed to, like, really enjoy the job. But I could not take it. Like, it was too much. There was too much responsibility on me taking care of other people's dogs. And, like, when they would get in, get in fights and stuff, like, that freaked me the fuck out. Like, I do not yeah. want to be, I don't want to have somebody's animal's death on my hands. Because right. like, that's a part of somebody's family. Like, that's an animal that somebody loves. Um, yeah. And No, I get that. So, yeah. So, like, it was just too much. And so I said, you know what? Deuces. And also on top of that. Um, train your fucking dog. If you're listening to this, train your goddamn dog before if you send it to a pet hotel. Yeah, if you bring it somewhere, yeah. absolutely. Fuck you if you just drop your dog off with other people and are like, here, this is yours, and I don't do anything. You do everything for it. I just house it. Like, mm. fuck you. Train your dog. That's like Be a good pet owner. 
That's like having a kid, but also like traveling for work constantly and having a nanny look after your kid. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. Yes. And I'm then not it's talking like, oh, shit on, on people that have babysitters or nannies. I'm definitely not talking shit about anybody that yeah. has kids and has like babies if or nanny sitter. If you don't spend time with your kid, then yeah, we are talking shit about you. Fuck you. Yes, if you don't spend any time with your kid, that's something different. But like, yeah, you know. That's just an example Anyways. to equate it so that people understand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I totally get that, Logan. I, I mean, that kind of if you're if you're done with your story. That's pretty much it. That's like, okay. the, oh, wait, I had another small one. Um, another thing okay. from that job. Um, so obviously you have dog's poop. Um, you have to pick up the poop. Um, when you worked night shift at that job, day shift never cleaned up the poop. So you'd have to go out at the end of the night. They would have packed these buckets full of dog poop. They were impossible to get out. They, it was like five-gallon buckets that were filled. And there was rocks and gravel in that, so it was so heavy. Well, one night, I was on the night shift. It was a busy day. We had to clean everything up. I had this shit double-bagged. And when I went to go throw it in the dumpster, wouldn't you fucking know? It ripped open, and the shit flew everywhere. Everywhere. I got, like, half of the five-gallon bag. Yeah. So, that was that was fun. Jesus. And that happened, like, a lot. Like, there was a lot of times when... I couldn't even get the bag out. I'd have to carry the bucket and just dump it all in the in the dumpster. It was terrible. So yeah, Jeez. if you um if you're not a high energy person, don't ever work at a pet hotel. Not the move. Oh my god! And people's cats were assholes. Every time True. there was never a nice cat that was brought in. <laughs> so yeah, um, that's about it. So that kind of. That kind of, what? I'm sorry. It okay. So the dog, it's literally called a doggo Argentino. <laughs> Cute, but dude, that is so funny. Yeah. Oh, it's literally is. a pit bull that is Great Dane sized. That is insane. Oh my god! Yeah, that's up to that person's stomach, like where its head is. Jesus. Yeah, they're actually insane. Let me look up specifically. Well, yeah, and this dog up. was fucking huge. Oh, yeah, you go. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, So, like Logan, I've also... I've worked at a, a couple... Um, my, uh, I've worked at a couple pet boarding facilities. Um, The couple that I've worked at have not uh, been, like, animal hospitals. They've, like, strictly been, like, boarding and uh dog and cat like daycare mm -hmm. um the the first one that i worked at was in our hometown um the second one i worked at was in ohio um i worked at the one in ohio for a lot longer but um i had no problems with that like i love the people that i worked with and i loved oh. i love spending all that time with the dogs like like i definitely i feel like i can definitely have more patience and a lot more like high energy especially if i get you know a good night of sleep yeah but it was enough. it was such a blast i loved it but the oh, first yeah. job in uh our hometown was my very first job ever um i worked there for probably four weeks like almost a full month 
and I'd gone into work probably about 10 times in that month because uh just like you were saying like it was some, the only person that I think worked there besides me as a new employee was the manager it was this cowgirl lady who liked oh. going to rodeos and she was a fucking cunt oh um, i love that <laughs> she was so lady. rude yeah and she was like she wasn't like that much older she was probably like mid-20s late 20s like maybe 27 oh, and she was so yeah. rude to me granted i was still in high school i was like mm. i want to say like the beginning or like yeah, like right around the beginning of my junior year, like after the summer, because mm -hmm. I remember it was still warm out. Um, but uh, it was like the fourth day that I was working there. Um, like I said, it was literally just us two. I'm pretty sure it was like she owned like the business. Uh, didn't we? We really didn't have that many dogs. Like we probably had, we had a lot of space for dogs, but we probably had like six dogs. Uh, we Dang. at that first pet boarding facility, there was none of that, um, like none of like the group play times or anything. Um, we didn't have cats. We just had dogs. Um, all of them were temperamental. Um, all of them aggressive. So that's fun. Um, most of them were small dogs. We didn't have a lot of big dogs. Okay. Uh, but anyways, to jump into my story. It was like the fourth day that I was working. Um, I was, you know, mm -hmm. I was young, so I didn't have a car. I didn't have a license yet. So yeah. I, I to get to this job, working. you know. Yeah, I had my mom, uh, both of my moms, either uh, drop me off and pick me up. Uh, there was this one time that I worked. Um, it was, a, you know, each time I worked, it was a full eight-hour shift, and it was pretty much training. Uh, but the training was literally just doing the work with the manager. Oh, lovely. Um, the lady who was a uh, one. Yes. Um, it was a morning. I, I pretty much, I, um, I only worked on the weekends because at that point I was like, I don't, I don't want to like my, I don't think my parents would even let me like really juggle school and work in the same day. So I only worked weekends. Um, yeah, I worked the morning shift, and I would get done, I think, like, right around 4 p.m. or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, it's pretty freaking hot out in the middle of summer, and, you know, the hottest part of the goddamn yep. day. Yep. Um, well, I came Especially to the end of my here. shift. Yeah, I came to the end of my shift, and... Just to let you know, I did get... I, I got done with work with that job. Um, it was not a regular schedule. Like I would get done later. Sometimes I'd get done earlier. Sometimes like it just depends. So I would call my mom on my phone and let her know that I was finished with work and she could come pick me up and take me home. Um, well this time, uh, my phone was dead. So I couldn't, I couldn't call either of my moms and let them know I was done with work and that they can come pick me up. So I was like, well, damn, okay. Uh, we still, you know, obviously we're a business. So we had a, we had a phone that people could call us, call the business app. Yeah. So I asked my manager, I was like, hey, my phone died. And like, obviously I don't have a car. Like, can I, um, can I use the phone, the business phone to call, um, like call my mom so she can go pick me up. And she, this bitch looked me dead in the fucking face and said, no. 
That's the business phone. We can only use it for business calls. Knowing damn well that that is the only way I could get a ride home. Yeah. Um, so you know what I had to fucking do? Hmm. Pull up my big boy panties and walk the six and a half miles to my house from this place that was nearly a <laughs> by the way. Oh it was, my god. Oh shit. I can't say places. But oh, this wow. job was literally six and a half miles away from my house. Um, and I, I literally couldn't contact anybody. So as far as my mom's mm-hmm. knew, the, you know, I could be working for another two hours. Yeah. So they weren't just going to come and wait. Exactly. So, yeah. After doing that, I only worked like four more times. Um, my moms were pissed when they heard about I that. believe you it. Know, when I, got yeah. home, I would be too. I got home. Yeah. I got home and they were like, oh, wow. Like, how did you get here? And I was, I told them the whole story and both of them were pissed. And I was like, I was like, I know, I know it's kind of a big deal, um, but I really, like, this is my first job, and I don't want to already have a bad thing, you know, on it. Yeah. So I was like, please don't call them, leave it alone, like, just let me handle this. I didn't, you know, I didn't express my disconcern or anything, because I knew it wasn't going to change a damn thing. So I did four more shifts, make sure my phone was always charged, so I wouldn't have to walk home anymore. Um. And yeah, after that, I stopped showing up. Stopped. Yeah. I didn't, you know, answer their calls. I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm over yeah, it. Yeah, they don't deserve I'm that. Not to that, again. that was horrible of them. Yeah. That ass. Literally, it, they could have let you use the phone for two minutes. That's all it would have taken. I know. What the fuck? I know. I know. Jesus. It was, we're goddamn ridiculous. But uh-huh. that was, that's one of my two stories. Fair. Oh, right, does no. one of you want to tell your second story now? I'll go. Uh, Fuck jobs. Yeah, dude, that one is awful. Mm. I... No. I would have quit that day. Yeah, it's like trash. I would have called when I got home. Like, since I have a phone that works now, I'm quitting. Bye. <laughs> that ass. Fuck. But understandable. Good on you for being responsible about it. Really? <laughs> At first. so this next story it's kind of two stories i guess because i'm going to talk about two different places that i worked but it was similar circumstances so that's kind of why i'm looping them together um okay so before i worked at days in um i was just trying to find like uh another job because my summer camp job is obviously only during summer camp season. Duh. So I started working retail and um, I was working at Her Burgers when I was like uh, 16, 17, somewhere in that area. Mm-hmm. And uh, honestly, when I was doing these notes about my jobs, uh, I almost forgot to put this one in there. Because I hated working there so much, I just wanted to forget about it. Hmm. I, I, being, growing up in the town that I grew up in, um, I personally have not experienced a lot of racism, probably partly because of my demeanor and the way that I, like, present myself. But I have never personally 
come in contact with racism before these two jobs or what felt like racism to me personally. Um, so when I was working at Herberger's, uh, they closed down by the way. So karma, I guess. Yeah, bitch. Uh, I worked bitch. there. Right. I worked there for just the seasonal, just like the Christmas season. So from roughly the end of October, beginning of November to like the middle of January. So like maybe three, four months. And um, first of all, I got the job and the first like three weeks that I was there, like two, three weeks, they said that we were supposed to get trained on the register so that we could like bring people up. I never got trained on the register. Not once did anyone even try and show me how to work the register. Uh, so there was that. I was stuck folding clothes, doing dressing rooms, going around picking things up, stuff like that all the time. Which I didn't complain about. It was a, it was a job. Yeah. So um, I, there was this... Her was very much an old people store mm. so we dealt with a lot of old people and i also worked with a few older ladies and one in particular um thinking about it now gave me very karen vibes uh she had like super short hair it was like blonde and she was really tiny and she had a mean face mm. and <laughs> she literally would just eyeball me she would just stare me down. Like, I would go behind one of the, like, cash registers or whatever to, like, get a drink of water or something, and she would just stare at me and, like, glare at me. I love that. Yeah. So that was pretty freaking annoying. Um, and oh. another thing that happened, since this was around Christmas time, my birthday is also around Christmas time, okay? So I asked, my employer, mind you, I, I had, I worked, I went to every shift. I was asking for one day off, which was my birthday. And I went up to my HR lady and I was like, Hey, uh, my birthday's coming up. Do you think I'd be able to get it off? And she was like, Hmm, that's funny because you've been a no call, no show for two days. And I said, um, hold on. Um, first of all, I, only work two days a week mm -hmm. and second of all what are you talking about like i come into work every day that i am scheduled yeah exactly so here's where my problem was okay there was approximately three brown skin girls on staff okay oh my three god of us. two of us looked alike all right we both had brown skin and curly hair. That was the similarity. Nothing about our bodies looked the same. Nothing about our height was the same. The fact that we were both black and had curly hair is the reason that she confused us. And I tell you this because I knew the girl who she confused me with, who also got a job at the same time that I did there. She looks me dead in my face and says, I've been a no call, no show for two days. And I said, um, no. I think you're thinking of the other girl who works here, whose name is blank. And she was like, oh, well, 
basically swept it under the rug as if it was nothing. So I was like, okay, red flag number two. First, I don't get fully trained. Then I have two encounters with two dumb Karen-esque people that I have to deal with in this company. And I think my final nail in the coffin was the day I had to work. I had to work a, oh, what was it? I think I had to work a 12 a.m. to 9 p.m. shift for fucking, oh, Black Friday. Mm -hmm. Now, I was like 16, 17, so obviously I'm the person that they're going to have on shift for that. Um, A, nobody came in the store then because the mall wasn't open. So nobody was coming to Herberger's to buy anything. So being open that entire time was literally pointless. Mm -hmm. Second, um, I don't know if that was my last week that I officially worked for them. But honestly, actually, no, there wasn't even a last straw. The last straw was the lady confusing me for the other girl and saying that I missed my job when I didn't. That floored me. Yeah. And that kind of brings me to my next place that I worked, which was in food service. Um, the two worst jobs. I'm not going to call this place out by name because they're still open and I don't really want to deal with that. So I worked in food service for a minute and oh, I don't think I will ever do it again. <laughs> At first, it really wasn't that bad. When I first got hired, I was super excited to like learn the ropes. It was like, it was kind of like a subway setup almost. It was like you, the people watch you making the food, right? Mm-hmm. That's what this setup was. So I was just excited to be in food service. I had never done it before. I was super excited to learn how it works. I was all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and. Oh, yeah. And then things started going downhill. Uh, So this was right around the time that the George Floyd movement was really starting to pick up steam. So there was kind of that tension, you know, in the air. Everybody felt it. You didn't have to be in a specific area to feel that. Everybody felt it. And so um, I'm not going to just... Blatantly, I want to put this as a disclaimer. I'm not blatantly saying that these people are racist. I'm just telling you the encounters that I had them and how I felt about it. This is totally personal. So if you don't feel that these actions were how I feel they are, that is totally fine. And I respect your opinion. But this is how I feel about the situations, personally. So the manager I had at the time... um. Started out really nice. He was super cool. He worked with me. Um, I already wasn't getting a whole lot of hours, partly because I was only a part-time employee, which I understood. Typically, as a part-time employee, you know, you get the, like, little four, five, maybe six-hour shifts if you're lucky. And so I was just going in, working my humble shifts. I was only working four-hour shifts, and I was like, you know what? This really just isn't enough money for me to pay my bills. So I I went to my manager. I was such an adult about it. The message I put together was very clear, very concise, very well put together. And basically what it said was I, um, I think I probably asked him if I could have more hours before I tried to look for a second job because that's just, you know, kind of the courteous thing to do when you're working for someone. 
<laughs> so I couldn't get any more hours there. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try and get a second job. So in the mu- in the midst of me trying to find a second job, he decided that he just, like, was not going to work with me at all. Like, he wasn't going to respond to my messages. He wasn't going to tell me what was going on. He wasn't going to, you know, do all these things. And on top of this, in our employee app, he was threatening to literally quit his job. He was, he would complain to us because there would be stuff wrong or like, you know, someone didn't close up right or someone didn't clean something right and stuff would go wrong as it does in business because things aren't always perfect. And he would just like blow up on a dime. And then he'd message the app and he'd be like, you know what, if you guys want me to quit, then fine, I quit. And then the next day would go into work like nothing happened. And so that was that was a very toxic environment for me to be in, which I just absolutely hated. And on top of all of this, I don't know if this, I'm sure, I hope it's on accident. Every place that I have worked, or not every place, but these two places in specific that I have worked, I was one of maybe two or three people of darker complexion, okay? Even at this food service place, I was one of maybe two or three, um, like, dark-skinned people that I could, you know, that I could tell that I worked with mm-hmm. regularly. Yeah. And I knew pretty much everyone on staff, and if I didn't know their name or anything, I would go on the app, and their name and their picture would be associated with it. So... Again, I was one of the only dark people on staff. And you want to know something else? I was the only person not getting fucking hours. To two cashiers when I worked there, both of them said to me, I was talking to them, like, yeah, I'm not really getting any hours. I'm getting, like, you know, maybe 10 hours, which is maybe two shifts a week for all of you who don't know how those shifts work. Um... All of two shifts, which adds up to a grand total of maybe eight hours if I was lucky, is not enough to pay my bills. No. So I was talking and I was just like voicing my no. concerns to my coworkers, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm not really getting enough money and I'm not getting a whole lot of hours. Like, oh, really? Like, that's weird. Like, everyone is getting hours. Like, it's like blah, blah, blah. No. Uh, maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe he's just having like an off week. Maybe the schedule is just whatever. No, it continued. He continued to give me no. Sh- he continued to give me no shifts and continued to not work with me. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. I worked there for maybe six months. Maybe I think. I don't even know if it was that. I don't even know if it was that. I worked there from February until like July. I think June, okay. July, yep. so maybe mm-hmm. four or five months. I don't know. But basically, moral of the story is um, he cut my hours. He didn't reach out to me. He didn't try and work with me. He was not manager material. Obviously, if me explaining the context of those fucking text messages that he sent to mm-hmm. all of his employees is any <laughs> recollection of that, mm-hmm. I just, it kind of blew my mind and like obviously nobody could say anything because he was like the big boss he was like the head the head honcho of that of that store you feel me like like the hiring and firing and i'm not a confrontational person so if 
Or at least I wasn't. I am now. If you fuck me over now, I will say something about it. Yeah. I am not scared of anybody. I will say what I have to say to stick up for myself. And that is how every single person should be. Oh. You are your biggest advocate, okay? Oh. You have to be able to stand up for yourself if there's a position that you think is not right. Just like Chris was saying in the beginning of the video. Yep. Or in the beginning of the podcast. Because if in this situation, I look back and I wish, I wish I had had the cojones to stand up to him and be like, what you're doing is unfair and is wrong. Almost. I almost reported him and I didn't. And I think I should have because I think I had all of the grounds to do so. But in my heart of hearts, uh, I just couldn't do it. I don't know why. I'm just not that type of person. So I dealt with the douchebaggery that was afoot and I brushed myself off and I moved on and I will never go back to that place again. The food slaps. Oh, I will eat there all the time. I will do it all the time, but I cannot get down with the management there, man. Or at her burgers, that one one here. It really sucks how you can go to a job and like the job, but then, like, if your manager or if the people you work with suck, like, it just ruins the whole It really does. Or it could be the other way around. Like, if you like all the people you work with, but the job sucks, like, it ruins the whole fucking thing. It really does. (laughs) Like, there's just, like, no middle ground. Yeah. Just a bad experience at this place, but I just kind of want to shout it out because I loved working for them. This is kind of the last job I'll talk about. I know I talk about my day camp uh, experience, but I'll probably have to save that for another episode. Um, But the last place I want to talk about was... The cookie place that I worked at, uh, Crumble, I will shout it out because I have nothing but love things to say about them. It was such a fun company. It was such a good environment. And it was just the the exact turnaround that I needed from the last two jobs that I had dealt with in the past. And I went to Crumble right after I left the other food service place. So it was the nice little pick-me-up that I needed to get me back on track, to get me shooting after jobs that I knew that I should be working for. So. Hell yeah. That's what we like to hear. You'd say that's the end of my job rant for that. Hell yeah. So are you saving this <laughs> later? Yeah, I don't think we'll have time because it's already almost midnight. So you guys have to get your stories in so we can oh, finish recording. Okay. Well. But yeah. So shitty experiences, but all in all, all of the crappy jobs and crappy experiences I've had have rounded me to and shaped me to be the worker I am today. Yeah. Honestly. Like... Oh, yeah. Taught me patience, yep. taught me kindness, taught me not to deal with people's shit. shit. All the good things that you need to learn in life. Absolutely. Yep. There's so a woman I follow, and it's that. Sorry, go ahead. No, okay. you're good. I, appreciate I was going to say, there's a rule that I follow, and that's uh, everything happens for a reason. So you might go through shitty jobs, but at every single one, you learn something more about what you want. True. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Oh. All right. Who's uh, next? Go for it, Logan. Tell us another life. horror story. Here we go. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Boy, do I have stories. Um, so, this place that I worked at, um, it was the same days in that Darielle talked about at the beginning. Um, I worked there. I was the first person who worked there out of all of us. Um, I started working there in the laundry room. Um, I worked there for about two months and then I worked front desk. Um, 
I do have a couple of horror stories about the laundry room. They're really short. Um, one time... Oh, God. Yeah. So one time I was down doing laundry. Um, we have these big tubs you put the laundry in um, when it's dirty. You put it in the washer, wash it, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so we... It was probably about a month after me working there, so I'd kind of gotten used to things. It's laundry, so there's really not not that much that goes into it. Um, Really easy to pick up. Learning the folding techniques is probably the longest. Absolutely, yeah. And learning to go quick takes forever. But um, the concept, not too hard. Um, Well, one day I was down there. um, I didn't wear gloves because I was like, most of the stuff is just like people slept on their sheets and now I'm washing it and like that's it. In hindsight, they totally should have made us wear gloves. Yeah, no, absolutely. They <laughs> definitely should have. And and that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't even think about it back no. then, but realistically we should have we should have been wearing gloves no matter what. That's just gross. Exactly. And like I wasn't trained that way, so I was like, I don't give a fuck. And anytime I did try to wear gloves after this incident, I felt weird because I wasn't trained like that. So, um, and so anyways, um, I get this load of laundry. Um, I go to reach in and it feels kind of wet. And so I'm like, already, already don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Not vibing. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go get some gloves on. We're going to check out what the fuck this is. So I go put some gloves on. I go reach in. I can tell what it is because now my gloves cold instead of just, like, being the temperature it is. Um, and so I pull it out, and it's just this soaked fucking sheet. It's like a, or not a sheet, but a towel. It's a soaked towel. And wrapped inside of this soaked towel is somebody's fucking shit. Somebody had just shit in a towel, or they had wiped their butt with a towel, and then they just... I think they probably pissed on it, too, and that's why it was wet, because it was not a white towel. All of our towels were white. It was not white. It was an off-white color that was slightly yellow. And so, yeah, I basically had touched somebody's pee, that uh, pee-soaked towel that they wrapped their shit in. Um, And that was a lot of fun. Um, And then, um, I guess this wasn't really a horror story, it's just something you deal with. Um, but one time we got a bag of laundry down there that had bed bugs in it. Oh. And there is like a whole, this is only a horror story because it freaked me the fuck out. And I was terrified I was going to take bed bugs home. But there's a whole process you have to do to um, get the bed bugs, like stuff cleaned to kill the bed bugs. Um, and we did all that. Everything was fine. I didn't take any home. But it was terrifying because bed bugs are scary. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, those are my laundry horror stories. Um, probably my biggest front desk horror story. I don't have many from the first portion of time that I worked there. Um, Days In was also my first job. So, like, my first real job. Um, I started there in October of 2017, and I worked there until, I think, the, the beginning of August in 2018 um, was the first chunk of time. And that, honestly... Working those shifts, I really didn't mind. It only got kind of bad in the summer because all of us were working there and we all wanted to hang out and we couldn't because we all fucking worked there. Which we didn't take into account. Like, oh my god, we have the same job! Yeah, we were like... And then we were like, oh my god, we can't hang out. Yeah. 
says Crash. <laughs> um, so these horror stories are going to come from after I moved back to my hometown and started working at Days Inn again. Um, because I moved back. We still had... We, what the was making sure, I was making sure they were still on. Oh, okay. Um, I came back and Carla was still the manager. Um, but the hotel was in the process of being sold. We didn't have the same owner anymore. Somebody else was buying the hotel. Um, and I won't... I'm not going to say names because this person is a business owner. Um, well, so this person that bought the hotel previously had only ever owned gas stations. The exact same thing, right? I mean, like a gas station and a hotel. Basically the same business model. Same, totally. Yeah. Um, and so basically this person is coming into this not knowing anything about hotels. They're trying to learn everything from Carla and the old owner as everything is being signed over. Um, so he buys the hotel. Things are okay for the first couple of months because Carla is still there. Carla and Vince are still the general manager and our maintenance guy, and they know how the hotel works. They know how to do everything. They're, they're good. Um, but even though the owner doesn't, isn't directly involved with the day-to-day operations, when an owner changes, things just change. Like, Things need things start running differently. They get ran the way that the new owner wants them to be ran, which is all good and well, except for um, our GM had said, if things change much around here, then I might have to step down because the way we have things running right now is really good. We had been getting good reviews. I'm pretty sure from the time that we had started working there, we had even gained, like, a literal star on reviews. We went from a two-star to a three-star reviewed hotel. Super nice. Yeah. Yep. We had just finished renovations from the previous owner. Um, All of our rooms were updated. They'd gotten fresh um, blankets, fresh, like, fresh everything. New pictures, new paint. Um, Everything was new. And it was pretty much running like a well-oiled machine. When I came back, Darielle and Chris were still working there. You guys were still working there. Um, and everybody who was on staff, like, liked what they did, and they, we didn't have any problems with anybody. It was just a good environment to work in. But once this new owner came in, things changed, and people started getting a little bit irritated with the way that things were being ran. And Carla especially was feeling the brunt of this, because she was still the general manager. She's the person who's in between the higher-ups and us. Um, and things started to change and she was like, I, like, I can't do this. I have told these people I'm going to work with them a certain way. You're not allowing me to do that. And I'm not going to go back on my word. And we, as far as like that, like that was just a a really amazing thing for, for her to do was to, um, give up her job and her income and her pretty much livelihood, literally, because she lived at the hotel. Um, in order to keep her word to all of us. Um, and um, so we really appreciated that. Um, however, not your guys' fault when you guys left. Um, things got a little more fun, a little more spicy. Yeah, it was never know what you're coming into work to. Oh, um, job gave me the most anxiety. Yeah. I yep. And so... 
one of these horror stories, which is just a continual thing, is the new owner brought his, after Carlo quit, he brought his brother who could not speak any English, which is relevant for the story. I'm not saying that to be mean. He could not speak almost any English. He didn't speak and good English. Not enough no. that he could check somebody in. No. Like, it, that's to the point that I was. Like, he's, exactly. his, he's, his brother is asking him to run this hotel, and he it doesn't know. general manager, basically. Yeah. And he doesn't know how the system works. He doesn't know how to check anybody in. He doesn't know how the room keys work. He had been a trucker his entire life and, before at this point. And he speaks little to no English along with the family that he brought with him. Yeah. Which again is a problem until you run a business where that is that is your job. Like you exactly. have to talk to people who speak primarily English and that's the language barrier was just the first the first big problem essentially. Even amongst even amongst the employees that were there, it was kind of a barrier because yeah. we couldn't communicate with him and get things like sorted out because he didn't understand what we were trying to tell him. We didn't and obviously, we couldn't understand what he was trying to tell us in response it to was just, It was just kind of a big mess. Yeah, it was, it was a total mess. And on top of this, come to find out, um, his... The owner's um, family that he moved in, who had no previous experience, he had made the general manager and the um, his family's like wife. He had made the head housekeeper, or not head housekeeper, but was paying them those salaries, basically for being in there and like training, training to do the entire work of the whole hotel. They were getting paid as much as people who had been trained and had been working there for years. Um, and so this is an example of like low key nepotism. Yeah, it's straight up nepotism. So if the Better Business Bureau um, is listening to this for some reason, um, just research your days in. Oh, so um, yeah, that they were getting paid more than we were. They um, it was straight up nepotism. Um, and. and uh, wasn't working with us anymore. Yeah, at, at all. He wasn't yeah. willing to compromise anything. It was his way or the highway. Which, like, exactly. your business, your rules, I understand that. But, like, it got to the point where, like, if it was dead, we couldn't, we couldn't, like, listen to music. We couldn't watch anything on, exactly. like, the computer. It was just, like, little stuff like that. He put a camera behind, behind the area where the front desk people would sit. Uh -huh. So that he could keep an eye on us. And that, yeah. first of all, I understand that to a certain aspect, but, like, it was just on no, us. He... It wasn't even on the whole lobby. Yeah. It was just the front desk person who was sitting there that the camera was on to make sure that yeah. we couldn't, or that we weren't doing anything that we weren't supposed that, like, to be doing, quote Which, if you've ever worked in the hotel business, you know that some days... You literally have five people that are checking into your hotel. And you have an eight-hour shift. Yep. You have eight hours. You have to be there. They wouldn't or anything if we had it. We couldn't read a book and do anything. No. With Carla, she was more than okay with if we had downtime and, like, there wasn't a big mess or something that needed to be done, we could do what we wanted to do as long as it wasn't 
extreme, distracting, that kind of thing. And they wouldn't even let us do that when when we got the new owners. So it was like, like what do you what do you expect us to do? Like what? It was just it was an insane work environment yeah. to be in. Um, and the story is toxic. Yeah, exactly. Toxic, toxic. Exactly. Um, my last little um, horror story just happened. It wasn't because of them. It just happened to be when I was working under them. Um, we had a guy who was on our do not rent list. He tried checking a group of people tried checking into a room. Um, they were all homeless. This guy also happened to be homeless. Um, and I noticed this guy who was on our do not rent tried to go into the room with them after they checked in. And so I went out and I was like, guys, and the guy was standing there too. And I was like, guys, and like, sir, um, you cannot be here on this property. You cannot be in the room with them. You're on our do not rent list. And if you do stay in the room with them, I have to add you all to the do not rent list and kick you out. Um, and so all the people that were with him, they were like, oh, oh, okay. Like we didn't, we didn't realize like we won't let him into the room. Um, so later that night, this dude walks off and he's pissed. Um, later that night, he's like still hanging around the property, um, doing what the fuck ever. And then I see him on camera in the back of our pet area, smoking a cigarette next to a no, a no smoking sign. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let this guy just break a whole bunch of rules and violations. And then I'm going to go out there and say, sir, if you don't leave, I'm going to call the cops. I've watched you do all of this stuff that we've told you not to do. I've been nice enough about it. Like, so I'm just going to sit and add a bunch of shit to your little record and get you the fuck out of here. So I sit and watch him smoke the cigarette back there. He's just kind of hanging around, hanging around, lollygagging. Um... And then I see him, like, go walk up to a trash can, and he digs through the trash, and he pulls, like, some papers out. And I'm like, okay, are you, like, are you going to roll another cigarette? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't... Dude drops trowel and starts taking a fucking shit in our pet area in the back of our hotel. I got it. Just, and on camera, too. On camera. I was literally, I literally sat there oh, with my, my mouth hanging up and, like... It's just actually happening. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? It boggles my mind that this actually happened. Yeah. And so I was just bewildered. I was, like, literally astonished that this was fucking happening right in front of my very eyes. So as soon as I see that, I'm... Don't even break eye contact with the screen. Grab the phone, 911, start... Or no, sorry, I didn't call 911. This was not an emergency. I dialed non-emergency. I called them, and I said... Um, they were like, hi, like, what, uh, what's your emergency? Like, how can I help you? And I was like, I'm watching my security cameras right now. A dude take a shit in our pet area. And I need somebody to come out here and remove him because I'm not dealing with that. I'm sorry. And so, I'm sorry. Yeah. And so the lady was like, okay, okay. And I, so she asked me where I was. I explained to her all of that. Um, this whole time, the dude is still back there, like, taking his happy time, taking his watery-ass shit in our rocks. Um... And, um, probably, like, 10, 15 minutes later, the cops show up. Dude's still hanging out in the back. Oh, my God. He's still hung out after that? Yeah. And so, I go with the cops to talk to this guy, because I know he's going to be like, oh, oh, like, I don't know what you're talking, I don't know what you're talking about. I go back there. He tries to deny. He tries to deny when the police are talking to him that he pooped in our, on our property. And I was like, dude. 
Yeah. Like literally sitting. Oh my god. Yeah. Exactly where you did Mm -hmm. it. I was like, dude, you. I watched you do this. Like, stop saying you didn't do it, and that you don't know what we're talking about. So even if he does deny it, they have the. Exactly, and that's what the cops. They asked me later. They were like, "Do you like? Do we even need to like come look at the footage?" And I was like, "No. I like. Why would I waste your time if somebody didn't poop in our pet area?" Yeah. Why would I make that up? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) The person makes that up at their job. Exactly. And so they were like, "Okay, like we understand." And so they didn't like detain him, but they took him off our property to the other side of town and was just like, "Here you go." Um, so yeah, that was a little horror story, something fun I had to deal with. Um, fun fact, nobody ever ended up cleaning it up, and so like, a month later, there was just this black, like, crisp on the ground. Gross. Yeah. So yeah. That's horrendous. That's my story from... uh, Wow, that was a pretty, that was a pretty gnarly one. Mm. Trish, you got anything to top someone pooping in the feather? Yeah, Yeah, really disgusting. Um, on I have a lot of shit stories. All right. Um. So my last, my last horror story uh, that will finish this episode up is the short while that I worked at a McDonald's in our hometown. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, believe me, I tried to forget about it. <laughs> Fuck. Um. So I work at this mcdonald's for a total of two weeks and the total amount of times that i went to this job three three eight-hour shifts that is it um that's all i've been able to and similar uh, yeah similarly to my first uh story about the boarding facility um i stopped call i stopped answering their calls and i stopped showing up because i was over it um, but the story was, um, I got, I got a job, um, at this McDonald's through a family member that used to be like, um, um, like a manager back in the day. So she still knew people. Um, so she was able to get me an interview and pretty much hire me on the spot. Um, so my very first day working there, uh, by the way, all of my shifts as a person who had never worked any, um, any uh, food industry jobs, like no fast food, no restaurant, no anything. Um, they threw me in on a Saturday uh, during lunch rush. This McDonald's is smack in the middle of our town, next to a stadium, next to a college, yeah, is, next is, to like McDonald's in our town. Yeah, the bustling metropolis that is our hometown that it was right in the middle yeah (laughs) so lunch rush was very very busy um once again i think the common problem is understaffed yep everywhere all the time um maybe your company treated their workers better oh my god Uh, oh i'm sorry did did i say something (laughs) dead ass (laughs) Um, so while working at this job, I did not get any kind of formal training at all. Usually with McDonald's, they have, um, like video trainings that you have to go to and you get Mm -hmm. paid for them. And then like after that, then you go into like working. And you like shadow. No, my first, 
Yeah. My first fucking day, Saturday, I started work. I think I started work at 11 and I went, uh, you know, and it might have been less than eight hours. It might have been like six hours or something. But either way, like I went through the entire lunch and I started dinner. Um, they, the very first day I worked, they threw me to the fucking wolves. I'll tell you what they, I came in in my uniform and everything that they gave me at the interview. Um, and, uh, I was started as a cook, by the way. So, um, just a little inside. Um, so, uh, they're depending on if it's breakfast. So McDonald's. Uh, serves breakfast all day, or at least it used to. I don't know if it does anymore, but um, so even during lunch, we would still have to keep up with our breakfast meats and our breakfast eggs and stuff. So for the lunch, we would have like four trays that each had eight hamburger patties in them. Um, And when one was getting low, we'd put, you know, eight more patties on the grill. We'd flip them, salt and pepper them, and we'd put them in the drawer, and we'd set the heat timer. First first of all, um, don't... I mean, McDonald's is not known for being fresh, and nobody thinks it is. Yeah, but um, when I first started, like, flipping them and putting them in there, my quote-unquote trainer, which was just another cook who was a dick, um, he told me, you set the timer once on the heater, and when that goes off, if there's still stuff in it, it cannot be reheated again. Like, at that point, it's gross. It needs to be thrown away. We oh. were really, 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 really busy, okay? Um, oh. Didn't really have a time to yeah. keep running around all this. Oh. There were two cooks, and one of them was me. Brand fucking new. I'm not fast, okay? Yeah. Not known for being fast. Um, well, so, on your second shift, yeah. probably fucking not. Yeah. So the the beeper's going off on the heater, and I start to take the tray out, and I go over to the trash. I'm about to literally dump it in the trash, and the guy that quote unquote trains me, um, says, "Whoa, what are you doing?" And I was like, "Um, the timer just went off." And he goes, "Okay, just put it back in there and set the timer again." And I was like, uh, "You just um told me." <laughs> I was like, okay, like, whatever, so I do it, and we reset that timer a total of three times, <gasps> so... Ew! Oh, hell no. Just so you know, it is open for all McDonald's to, you oh know, my do three that shit, times? so it's oh fucking God. gross. Three Fucking times. Well, that makes sense why it hurts your stomach so much. Which I'm sure. How long does the timer go? Do you remember? Yeah, I'm sure that is not not cleared by the FDA. That's a good question. How long timers? That's what I just said. How long did the timers go? Uh, the timers. uh, I believe the timers were um like nine minutes, ten minutes. Oh my god! So your burgers are just sitting in a warming tray for thirty minutes at a time. Oh, for half a fucking hour, yeah, myself. sitting in a warming tray that at the end of the timer would not would not be on. So it would cool. I mean, it wouldn't cool down all the way, but it would cool down a little bit, and then you set the timer again, and it would heat back up. Ew, those so, patties were probably crusty. Well, you know, sometimes you get a patty they weren't, from they weren't all... that is less like chewy than it is like you kind of bite it and it pops when you bite into it, and it's like. <laughs> 
Kaga. Um, another thing that happened that is just I know. So I was also told that if we're if we're busy doing something and I make a mess, to not worry about cleaning it until we are finished uh, with whatever rush we're going through, and then I can clean up my mess and wipe it down and everything. Um, which oh. is kind of gross. Yeah. Um, so you know, I was like, um, okay. I was cooking, so there's two different kinds of eggs. There's the folded eggs that are uh, frozen, and we warm up in a microwave. And then there are um, fresh eggs that we... The circular eggs are the fresh eggs, just so everybody knows. The folded okay. eggs are the gross ones. The square ones that are a little, like, just, you know, folded. folded. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do... The rounded eggs are actually fresh. We keep them in the fridge, and we crack them, and we cook them right there on the spot. Nice. We have this little this little metal um tray that has six six circles in it um and for the, the, the for the poached eggs. So we put that on um like our egg grill and we crack our eggs into it um and it, it like the the tray locks into place and if you don't lock into place there's a small gap um underneath Uh-oh. that oh, no. grill. Mm. So and our it, our our egg grill really is like a like a fucking panini press. Like it, you know. Mm-hmm. There's very little work that the cooks actually have to do, except for when it comes to like the more quote unquote gourmet, like the quarter pound yeah. burgers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that has like more toppings. Um. So I was cracking the eggs and everything. Yeah. I was cracking the eggs in these little circular, um, the six circular portions. And then I close, I close the top of the lid, and I walk away, and I come back, and you best believe I did not lock it in the in place. So these eggs, all, they were coming out of the bottom and dripping all the way down the grill, all on the floor, raw eggs. Um. So I was like, and I looking at it, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna get in so much trouble. So what did I do? I started doing what I thought I should have done and cleaning it up. Uh-huh. And guess what I got in trouble for? Cleaning, Cleaning it, up. it no. up during a rush. No. That's disgusting. So. That's unsanitary. Oh, that yeah. was the third time what that I had worked. And that, yeah. That was my Rubbing. third and last shift that I ever showed up to McDonald's. After that, yeah. like I said they before. They train you correctly and then they have the audacity to sit there and scold you for everything that they told you to fucking do in the first place. That's trash. Yes, I know. So you best believe I blocked my number or my manager's number. I blocked that McDonald's number and I stopped showing up. I told my parents, I'm like, I'm not I'm not going back. Like, I know you wanted me to get a job, but McDonald's is not it. I'm not going back, period. You know, I was getting paid minimum wage, which is fucking terrible for a McDonald's job. Yeah. You have to deal with too much shit to be paid minimum wage. I'm not going to lie. At least at that specific mm-hmm. one. Uh-huh. Any, honestly, any service job. Because people are fucking cunts. And any job where you are, like, yeah. having to serve the public in a quick fashion. It, no. That, do not recommend. Nobody gets paid enough for that shit. Yep. So, 
that is that is pretty much the That's end fun. of my McDonald's job stories. I love that. I currently love my job, oh, and I I literally I have nothing to complain about. I love it. Yeah, I currently love the some of the people I work with. Most of the people I work with. That's it. I don't love my job. It sucks. Oh. I work at a hotel again. After I promised myself That's after funny. leaving days in, I would never work at a hotel ever again. But here we are. Whatever pays the bill, baby. Oh, I get that. Fun. But it's like Chris said, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Because look at us now. I mean, oh. I'm sure you're not in the place that you want to be forever. None of us are necessarily in the place we want to be forever, per se. But, you know, we're all making money. We're all, yeah. you know, making life steps. is at least steady and manageable right now. There's no crazy drama chaos. So through the horror and the terribleness of everything we've been through, of all the jobs we've had, everything's ended up pretty all right. We made it through. All the bullshit, all the Karens, all the unnecessary yelling right in our faces. We made it through. And look at us now. Barely scathed. <laughs> A little emotionally damaged, but it's okay. <laughs> builds character. Exactly. It builds character. <laughs> all right. Is that it for this episode? Chris said, yeah, I've been trying to wrap it up for five minutes. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Now that you got to hear about our terrible past job stories, um, I hope you got some entertainment from it. Um, yeah. we, we definitely we love reminiscing on these terrible fucking times that we've had. Yes. <laughs> it just makes our current jobs and our current time that much better. To know what exactly. shit we've gone through yeah. to get here. Exactly. Uh, go ahead and tell us what you thought about it. Uh, go ahead and tell us some terrible, terrible jobs that you've had. Um, mm -hmm. Go ahead and take it away, Logan. Um, you can tell us about that at um, the min our minorities email, um, which is the minorities at gmail.com. That is no apostrophe, no capitals, just the minorities at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear your stories. Tell us about your terrible job stories that you have, your horror stories, or maybe your terrible customer interactions that you've had. Um, just let us know about them. Um, we're just as entertained as hopefully you guys were by our <laughs> stories. Uh, we'd love to hear yours. Um, just make sure that uh, we're not the only ones dealing with all of this craziness at our jobs. <laughs> Um, and I love your favorite services, so Podbean, Spotify, um, Amazon, um, Apple, literally anywhere you can find anything to stream, any podcast, any music, we're there. So come check us out. Yeah. Yeah. Make sure you also check us out on Instagram, at the TheMinorities. Uh, that's T-E-A-S at the end, uh, to stay updated. And don't forget to leave us a rating. Share this episode if you liked it. Let us know uh, if there's anything you didn't like. Maybe we can change some stuff. Whatever you yeah. guys want to tell us, we're open to any feedback. Absolutely. So thank you for joining us for our job horror stories. Yes, we appreciate it. 
And, and we'll, we'll see, see you next time. Next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> my bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs>